All right, welcome to another podcast about movies. Uh, we are Movie Rewrite. Uh, this is a podcast where we review a movie and discuss its flaws and maybe how to fix it. I don't know. We're not writers. We're going to talk about some of the decisions that were made. You know, why did they decide to go this route in a plot, especially if they're source material, um, and the storytelling or the movie as a whole. Uh, we understand what goes into making a movie. There's a lot to it pre-production, post-production, you're writing your scripts, getting people to actually do it, so we're not dissing anybody who makes movies, necessarily, um, but it takes a lot to go from script to screen, um, but sometimes we scratch our heads at what we see in here, and so we're just here to have fun and critique, we'll see what happens, so today we're going to talk about Venom 2018, I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the Eminem song. <laughs> venom, 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 spitting that venom. Was the, that made for the movie? Or I actually thought it was made on his own, and they're just like, oh, we'll put it in our movie. I don't, I don't know either. It's, <laughs> it's fascinating that they would have an artist, especially of like Eminem, of that caliber to, you know, even if they did have him make it, I, I don't know. It's a... Well, a soundtrack does not make a movie. No. I don't remember the last time I bought a movie soundtrack because the soundtrack was... Since so- Mortal Kombat. <laughs> 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 it was a toasty yeah. soundtrack. Uh-huh. Ah, that was probably now the 90s. I think yeah. it feels like the 90s was the time they really pushed the soundtracks on you. Yes. Like, you got to get all these new original possible songs i do remember like back in the day godzilla from the yes. 90s yes. there were songs on there that i thought were cool but come to find out as i got older they were not original songs they were just remakes and i was like oh wallflowers fine i still like you i guess anyways back to the topic at hand venom so like you i know venom mainly from the spider-man cartoon from the 90s mm-hmm. And I guess that's where I kind of pulled all my like for Venom at the time. True. I wasn't big of a much of a comic reader until recently-ish, and even then I only dabble. But this is his only second screen appearance, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure it's my favorite of the two. I mean, it's probably definitely better than the first appearance, but... I don't know. I I wouldn't really go too far to saying it was like really that amazing. I mean, it was good, but let's be real. It could always be better. That's true. And so I I I mean, Venom. How would you? And you were right in the back of the DVD. What would you say? <laughs> well, that depends. Am I being paid to say that? Because <laughs> if I'm being paid, obviously it's going to be a different story. Uh, but I mean, I would describe it as that it would be definitely be better than uh, you know Topher's appearance. <clears throat> but I wouldn't say it's like beyond that. You know, it was uh, it was a good watch, but I feel like the more you watch it and kind of start you know doing we're doing critiquing a little bit, you you end up realizing how it's uh, I don't know. It seems like there's kind of just uh, 
I'm trying to say. But not really necessarily like plot holes, but just like kind it's of, it's a mess. Yeah, you know, we we, we kind of dive into like Eddie Brock's like personal life and like you know, it's just like yeah, we just, we just want to see Venom shred. You know, I, that's what we want. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so, I I thought the back of the box was hilarious. The world has enough superheroes. The evolution story of Marvel's most enigmatic, complex, and badass character, Venom. Uh, Eddie Brock, Tom Hardy, which I like, mm -hmm. and most of his movies. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm fine with that. I don't think I could ever, I don't know if I'd recast him in this or not. I think he holds it together. Yeah. I like him enough to, and he's doing good with what he's got. So, uh, so Eddie Brock is a broken man after he loses everything, including his job and fiance. Also, it's a sad, sad story. Just when his life is at its lowest, he becomes host to an alien symbiote. Now we're saying symbiote or symbiote. <laughs> Boy, that was a trailer controversy. That was, yeah, that was a, a bit. You know, and it, it's funny you say that because I'm going to use this whole Sonic fiasco <laughs> as, as kind of evidence here, okay? <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like a marketing uh, like, like scam here because you, you release this trailer that kind of causes an uproar. Like, oh, it's supposed to be pronounced symbiote, so why are they saying it's symbiote? And it causes the, you know, like everyone to group together and start complaining about it. And then, you know, they're like, oh, well, we fixed it, we fixed it, you know. And, and then, and then that, I feel like that inclines pe like people more to go and see that film. Because like, oh, well, they, they listened to us. They fixed it for us, you know? And, oh. Oh, um, but anyways, where I was at was, um, so all these people are coming to see the film now because like, oh, they listened to us. Like, we voiced our opinion and they fixed it for us. I, I mean, it might be a little bit too far of a stretch, but also look at what happened with Sonic. I mean, you really think they like would just go out and be like, oh, let's just make Sonic look like, it, I, I don't even know how to describe what he looked like, but it looked awful. And then everyone was in uproar about it, and they fixed it. And I'm sure they're probably going to cash in a lot of money because people are like, yeah, they listened to us. We're going to go watch this film. Because a lot of people feel entitlement from that. Well, I'm surprised they made it that far. I mean, when it comes down to all the pre-screens that people do to try to get the feedback on it, I can't imagine that was never something that was... Right. You know, I'm sure mm -hmm. someone, dude, your Sonic looks creepy. Why are you doing it this way? Well, we're just going to release a trailer anyway. Oh, the the fans hate it. I guess we'll go back and put the money back into it to right. re-render it and mm -hmm. make this movie. Whatever. Uh, yeah, that could be. Who knows? And maybe it's just lazy Yeah. on the set. And like, yeah, mm -hmm. he says it that way. We'll keep it that way. Yeah. Makes it different. Uh, so an alien symbiote, which results in extraordinary superpowers. Got an issue with this. Venom doesn't do jack crap with anything cool. Yeah, he can, like, regen and is bulletproof, apparently, like, at point-blank range. But he doesn't produce axes, knives, nothing sharp. That's all riot. That is true. And I... Whatever. You're going to say that, fine. I don't think he's got, like, the coolest superpowers. All right, so it's transforming him into Venom. Will these powers be enough for this new lethal protector to defeat great evil forces, especially against 
the far stronger and more weaponized symbiote rival Riot. All right, so I did catch something in this. Lethal Protector they used. That was something that they pulled from of the comics. That was mm. the little six, five-issue run was called Lethal Protector. But before we get into that, I was very surprised doing a little background on this this movie. Um, so it was directed by, and, you know, Ruben Fleischer? Fleischer? Mm-hmm. Not even going to pretend to say his name right. <laughs> Ruben. So some of his pre-stuff that explains the ending of this, that stinger scene, uh, Zombielands. Mm. Those were his, are his big claim to fame. Other than that, a lot of TV, and you're a gamer, and I guess he's doing Uncharted. Oh, okay. I've liked Zombielands, but that, ex- okay, I haven't seen the second one yet. I did like the first one, mm-hmm. 12 whatever years ago. Does that explain Woody Harrelson being in this movie? Possibly, yes. We're, and, we're buddies. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of, I mean, even a common theme in movies anymore. I mean, if you have a good crew that you mesh well with, you know, they will bring you on to, I mean, Christopher Nolan's a perfect example of that. I mean, he used many characters from batman and some of his other movies like inception and I, I can't really think of any other movies unless, unless it was the only one i, I uh dunkirk had a dunkirk that is tom true. hardy in it mm-hmm. so that's two for didn't Nolan. also have um didn't have was it, is it cillian murphy yeah killian cillian Killian. i, I don't i don't know how to pronounce the name either sorry we're terrible with names mm-hmm. awful also I, can't remember names either so i can barely read <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was a very interesting choice to have Woody Harrelson as uh, Cletus Cassidy. I, I've got nothing against Woody Harrelson. Me I've neither. liked him and a bunch of the stuff I've seen him in. I I go back to I don't know who else you cast for this. I don't know. If it's just because like at the end of the day, this movie is what it is, and I don't know if it'd be any better if you had different actors in it. Right. And I think with the whopping minute or so that he's on the screen, he does pretty good with what mm-hmm. he's got. And I think in a world where Woody Harrelson, I think thrives in an R rating movie. Yep. I don't know how you tone that down enough, given what that character is. I don't think they are. They need to go rated R you on their next Venom film. Two rated R. It, it would have to be. Um, okay. So before we get too far off of this, so this movie had four writers, Mm. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's probably bad. As for the... <laughs> I So one of them was the writer of Con Air. If you remember that movie from... Mm-hmm. That was an interesting... I kind of like it. It's yeah. not a bad movie. It's a different kind of premise. I liked it enough. Uh, the Jumanji's, I've enjoyed. It's a weird premise, and I think they're doing pretty good with it. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Interesting. Yeah, I was surprised at that. And then one of the producers, nine of them, so there's a lot of feedback going into this movie. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that sometimes is a detriment because there's a lot of... There's too much. uh, Yeah. I mean, their own thoughts go into this, and then people Mm -hmm. get overruled. And then, uh, so some of hers are... I'm not going to say her name. I guess if you look up the movie, you could Mm -hmm. narrow it down. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. 
Okay. Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Far From Home, Venom 2 that's in production, an untitled Spider-Man sequel. I'm hoping that's Spider-Verse 2. They didn't put a name on there. Oh, no. I Spider-Verse 2. That's already mm-hmm. slated, so it's a random Spider-Man movie, which I don't know. I'm a, Maybe that's Spider-Man 3 with Marvel. Possibly. And then... Should be, okay. theoretically. She is part of the Barbie movie. Figure that mm. out. But the one that shocked me, and it shouldn't have, Craven the Hunter. Really? So the, the Morbius trailer dropped like a month ago. Mm-hmm. That's a topic for a different time. Yes. Because we have discussed off air our thoughts <laughs> on the Sinister Six and how they do that. And I think they're pulling a... I don't know what they're trying to pull. Yeah, I don't know either. I've I've read uh, quite a few different things that could go. Um, I think one of three or four different ways. I think we're kind of we're at that that uh, that fork in the road to where. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone really knows what Marvel or Sony is doing with that. But uh, I mean, it might not hurt to shed some light on it because one of the topics I did read is that he could be linked to Venom. And then that could also be linking to Spider-Man as well. So, who really knows at this point? We just have to wait and find out, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. So, let's get kind of back more into the movie. I remember when this was getting traction, and they were in production still, and they were doing some Comic-Con out of the country. I remember Tom Hardy getting on and saying, like, I'm probably misquoting this, but I walked away kind of like, okay, whatever. But he's was along the lines of, this movie's for the fans. And I feel like any time an actor says that, I'm always like, mm, but is it? Right. I feel like you're overcompensating here. Mm-hmm. So along with that, their source material that they pulled from were two different mini-comic uh, issues. And one of them was Lethal Protector. All that was was that Venom and Spider-Man came to an agreement. They weren't going to try to kill each other. Mm. Uh, Venom goes to San Francisco, and I guess one of Venom's victims from New York gets together a super team and goes after him, and somewhere along the way he has to fight his own offspring, which were Scream, Phage, Riot, Lasher, and Agony, and Spider-Man ends up coming to help him do that. So like, there's this lethal protector thing, Mm. which... I don't, I mean, the only combination I see in that is they rolled over, he's in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and Riot, and they killed off these other yep. things, mm-hmm. and I'm not even going to try to get into how a symbiote spawns other symbiotes that aren't like him, and the other one is Planet of the Symbiotes, that was just a short five issue one where symbiote, uh, symbiotes take over the worlds, uh, Carnage is there. They get thrown to a terrible porter, Venom and Spider-Man and <coughs> another spider person, and they're fighting other symbiotes, I guess. And it's said in the movie, like, there's a planet full of millions of us, and I don't... See, you can't say this is our source material and then say, like, well, the only thing in common with it is, right. well, it's in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I would almost have watched either of those two source materials because yeah it just seems like they kind of just you know like oh well okay we got we have this and this and this 
threw it all in the pot and all right let's make it happen now you know like it, they, they i hate it when they when they say that we use some source material but it's like uh you use some and you just kind of you know made it work it kind of seems that way they kind of like forced it a little yeah and going back to like our our history with this you know the venom character yeah you can separate that out from the spider-man tv show and i guess what most of the fanboys me included going into this was how do you have venom without spider-man exactly and i will give you like spider-man 3 is kind of a train wreck and so chock full of just people in plot and that whole concept was well a random meteorite falls from the sky with a black right. inky thing on there and it happens to be spider-man mm-hmm. come on you know i always thought because in the second one they introduced J. Jonah jameson's son and oh, so yeah. i always thought well they could be setting up where he goes into space and they come back down you know and they they find that symbiote up in space and it breaks loose, wreaks have it in the, you know, in the shuttle as they're coming back and they crash on the, I thought for sure that's what was going to be happening. And <laughs> obviously it didn't. <laughs> so let, let's try to define this because I, I'm confused of, of the premise, at least the movie. The symbiotes need to have a host that is compatible with them to survive on earth is my big question of this. Because there's a point in the movie where, his girlfriend tells him like, yeah, like you're, you're dying. Like it's killing you. And Venom's like, no, I'm not like I can, I can heal you. I can regenerate you. So it's, and he's always hungry. So right. which is it? Does he, and I swear they said that somewhere else. Like, yeah, they need to have the perfect toast. And that's why the life foundation guy kept bringing in people and they just kept getting killed. And then the symbiotes right. eventually died. Mm-hmm. And the magic that it just happened to work with Tom Hardy, you know, like, I mean, I get it. You got to progress the story. You got to make a movie happen. You know, main character. I get it. But the way they meet is almost as stupid as in a <coughs> Spider-Man 3 movie. Right. We're well, going to get you into a random... Well, not a random building. We're going to somehow get you into this building. And ta-da. Mm-hmm. Here's your person that you knew from the street has Venom. Yes. Now you're Venom. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Well, and I think, I think my biggest issue with the movie is how... What was it? Riot that was like over like in a whole other country, and somehow made it all the way to like where it needed to be in the life. You know what I'm saying? Like how how does that happen? And and just like you were saying, it has to find the perfect host. So how is it able just to like hop from people to people to get where it needs to go? And and they never really explained it. Like like are they somehow? connected because they are symbiotes like do they just kind of know where each other's at like Let, let's back up a second that thing crash lands over yeah, i i don't remember. remember far far away yeah and i swear in the movie it takes it six months yeah to get to san francisco dang you're almost and i am just like how mm-hmm. in this day and age it shouldn't take you six months no to get anywhere Mm-mm. because at the end right comes in as uh, as a little girl. Yeah. Exactly. And again, you're like, <laughs> I get, like, you, if you can be in the remotest place in, on Earth, mm-hmm. you can still get to San Francisco in six months. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're a symbiote trying to do that, or maybe he just can't read English. 
I, I guess. Again, you're not explaining me anything. It's just no. It's just circumstance for the plot that it's going to take him six months right. to show up and be in the movie for the last twenty. Well, and and that's the other thing too is like it, they could have even someone explained it, but they just any any scene you saw about it, it was just like either them like transferring or like killing someone. Like okay, like like what's going on here? <laughs> it, it just it didn't make any sense. It's like why don't you have riot with the rest or you, you know I, I, like that that whole little side section just was like it's not even really needed. So let's back up. Let, let's do this movie rewrite portion of this. Okay. I say the star of this movie should have been a space horror movie. I needed to see some kind of space action where this thing crashes and why. Yeah. How did they get these things? Because how is it you got these symbiotes? Mm-hmm. into those little containers on a spaceship. Where are we going? Did they have their own ship? What happened here? All right. Well, and that's the other question is where they, where they even really come from? Where they get them? They never say. Exactly. And I guess for this movie to, to go the way it goes, there needed to be some kind of hierarchy within the symbiotes mm-hmm. that for some reason kicks Venom out. If their goal was to okay, let's just say they were the scout team, right? It's the leader. Right. Great. They're a scout team to take over the planet, okay? Do they have a ship? How are they getting here? Because I swear at some point, I want to say Spider-Man TV show, Mm -hmm. they were randomly found on an asteroid that J. Jonah's son was up exploring, Mm -hmm. and it got into his suit and got back onto the shuttle. Yes, this movie is telling me they purposely went out and found him, so there's some kind of communication going on. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this a good chunk of this movie should have been a space horror yes. where these things are running amok in this ship or doing something mm-hmm. and somehow visually tell me that there's some kind of dissension within those ranks that kicks Venom out. And Venom's like, he's not necessarily wanting to save Earth because that becomes the end of the movie. He's like, yeah, we were going to come down and get all you guys. right? But I like Jaddy, so I don't want to do that, so we got to stop Riot. Okay, time out. Right. You're telling me that <laughs> Venom, the guy that's our anti-hero, mm-hmm. has got a heart of like, no, Eddie, I yeah. really liked you, buddy. Mm-hmm. There needed to be something. There'd be like, this should have been more of a revenge-driven, mm-hmm. if not like some kind of like backstabbing and maybe a mystery once we get down to Earth. Right. And maybe it is one of those things where that that ship does crash land. Mm-hmm. And let's let's don't make, okay. I mean, do we need to have Eddie be a down and out, no, person, no? Because I I do remember like again back to the cartoon, which I'm pulling my main source material from. This right. is Spider Man made him look like an idiot, mm-hmm. and Spider Man made Venom look like didn't want him, make mm-hmm. him look like an idiot, and they mm-hmm. found each other, so it's revenge on Spider Man. Yeah. So how do you? How do you make that more of a, I guess I feel like Eddie should have been a reporter. This plane crashes or this rocket crashes. These things get out. Yeah. Venom realizes he needs, like, this is their thing, but I'm not going to kill this guy. I need him. Mm-hmm. And then like, he's like, Hey Eddie, I, I know what you do for a living. I've been in your head. We need to find these others. Here's what's going to happen. Yeah. And Venom is just like, all, he's like, yeah, I'm doing it to save your world. But he's like, Venom's like, no, I want to kill these guys. And let's make Venom more of a badass that he should be. Exactly. Instead of, oh, I'm bulletproof. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. It is. I guess a point blank. I don't know. See, and 
I would 100% agree with you on that because the first half of the movie could be that whole space or like you were talking about and get rid of all that other crap of, you know, riot coming all the way over from, you know, seas and whatnot. And yeah, I mean, that would, that would make way more sense. And, and having, you know, it kind of identifying, oh, hey, like they're at this planet from, you know, whatever, or the asteroid, whatever it may be. And then come down, crash, Eddie's there, somehow, you know, gets on him. I mean, that, that, you, you almost have a Spider-Man story there without Spider-Man, you know, like it's almost, it's almost too good. Hell, at this point, I would take a random teleporter finding that planet (laughs) and then those symbiotes just jumping through and no one knows what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I just need something except for this contrivance of we've got him in a container. It's crash land. Oh, they Mm -hmm. all died, but Venom and Riot. Right. Well, and I think they also focus a lot on like too much of like Eddie Brock's personal life and his like love affairs. And don't get me wrong, like seeing his girlfriend suit up with Venom, you know, and kicking some ass was kind of cool. But at the same point, you know, it's like we, we don't. We don't need all that extra goop, you know, like, like show, they, they should have made a rated R. They should have had some pretty extreme stuff. And I mean, probably the best, the best part of that movie, like, like action wise was probably when he like came out of the building and like trashed the whole, like that whole SWAT team, you know, that was probably like the best part, you know, because what other action scenes with him with, you know, when Eddie Brock was with Venom or was Venom, I should say, you know, was it like how, <clears throat> How were those scenes any better than that? Like that that's I, I think this movie suffers from that. It doesn't have a bad guy for him to fight, so he's gotta mm-hmm. fight humans, which yep. I don't think that ever goes well. And you can make the argument as well, you can't just have random blobs, suicide squad, for these people to to bash up and kill. Right. But again, you've got other symbiotes here who he's tracking down. Mm-hmm. Make, if we're changing it up, make Venom a tracker for all I care. He's a yeah. bounty hunter then. Yeah. Venom's after these guys. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They've all got their own special powers. Venom and Eddie have to figure it out. Yep. And you know what? Let's just go extreme. Maybe Eddie's girlfriend gets killed by one of these things, and Venom calls to him and says, Hey, I'm after you guys. You want to help out? Let's go do it. Yeah. I will. And besides, uh, Who's our actor? Oh, Tom Hardy. <laughs> Tom Hardy. Holy <laughs> crap. Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock. I, yeah. our, our actor, Eddie Brock. I really like the, what they did with Venom. I like that inner monologue with his voice and mm-hmm. him kind of popping off the yeah. side of his head and like talking mm-hmm. to him. I thought was cool. But this movie's just got nothing to it. No. And it's super disappointing mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm to the point where movies, like I guess maybe more comic book, where... I have some expectation and I guess I like this movie because I have to and want to. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all we have. Well, yeah. And God, Topher Grace, bless his heart. Yeah. He did fine. Again, it, it's fine just, with the material. Yeah. But you, he gets that Venom suit on for the time that it's actually covering his face. And he's just screeching all over and making sounds and not really talking. Yep. And it's just super disappointing. Mm-hmm. And th- this movie just should have been a lot better than what it was. Right. And I don't know if it was a, we got to hurry up and get this done. And I, and I don't know why that mentality was there for it, if that's the case. But you had time to iron out a good plot. And I'm of the mindset, 
if you're pulling from comics that are from the 90s, this character's been around long enough, you can pull good source material. You can figure stuff out. And Mm -hmm. I just don't understand why it's just, well, here it is. Yep. We're going to pop this sucker out because we can't have Spider-Man. And this is all we can do to get money is Venom. I mean, it made its money back. Yeah. But in the long run, you're just like, ah, it should have been. All right. Biting off heads. I mean, it's nice. It's a nice touch. Is he consuming bodies? I mean, explain this to me because right, and that's and that's yeah. And I, I know we've discussed this before because yeah, we're, wasn't it towards the end of the movie where he like ate that? Didn't he eat like that whole guy in the in the I, gas station or convenience store or whatever? I he was tried in? to pay attention yesterday to it, and I I want to say there is no body there, right? But the way they frame it, it's kind of hard to, so, to make it a definitive. Otherwise, that lady's just left with a headless corpse <laughs> on the floor, right. bleeding all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that would <laughs> be actually pretty terrifying to see, you know, not knowing what's going on there. And <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's actually um, been something that we discussed as well. It's like, well, where where is that going? What is happening with that? And, I mean, I'm just trying to think of how, like, a symbiote works, but... At the same time, you know, this wasn't the symbiote kind of feeding off of Eddie Brock in the first place. And there wasn't that why, like, Eddie was kind of eating and going, like, kind of rambunctious. Remember, what was he at the, uh, wasn't he at that restaurant? And he, like, ate didn't it. he, like, get in, like, the fish tank or whatever for... Uh, ate lobster or something. Yeah. So that's, yeah. so that's also another question. It's like, okay, so can the, can the symbiote live off of Eddie and what he's eating? But apparently that's not the case because... Venom can eat for himself, I guess. Like, I, I, I don't know. Well, there's a part they finally get him to the hospital after that SWAT beatdown. Mm-hmm. And they'd like, yeah, we got your results back. Like, your heart's all jacked up. And Venom's like, I can fix you. I can fix you. Like, mm-hmm. So you can use the energy to eat him and then use that same energy to rejuvenate him. Right. And that's when Eddie's like, all right, we're done. And they use the... Yeah, it's just it's kind of a little all over the place. It seems like. <clears throat> well, and then they have to put in, you know, his weaknesses because they're driving in the car, and they're like, "We'll do an MRI," and that's when Venom's voice is like, "No, it'll hurt me." Oh, that right. and fire! And you're like, okay, so <clears throat> apparently this stuff's gonna happen. Here's our here's our climax. You know, beat down of flame and sound. So I've had an MRI. I've had two. And yes, they can be loud, but they're not that loud. Now, remember what, at least in the Spider-Man, you know, universe, whenever Venom's weak point was, was the bell or, you know, an insanely, I mean, a bell can be heard from miles away, a church bell, you know? Yeah. An MRI is not that loud. Well, even earlier in the movie, he's standing on that building and the plane flies by and it freak it. He, he yeah. like tears himself off because it's too loud. Yeah, and and uh, you that's know, that's a lot louder than an MRI. Yeah, and so that that would make a little bit more sense, you know. But I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like they need to kind of go in and maybe tweak that a little bit and be like, all right, well, like well, like how loud does the sound have to be? Like, or like does it have to be a certain pitch? You know, like because. If 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 we're talking about loud sounds, then why wasn't he reacting to all the gunshots? 
when he was fighting, you know, that SWAT team. Gunshots, especially multiple gunshots, those are insanely loud. So that's another question. It wasn't, like, it wasn't the right decibels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it, there's a lot of what ifs and, you know, why did they do this or do that. And I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but I tell you what, when Woody Harrelson turned around with that red wig on, <laughs> it brought a huge smile to my face. Not because I was happy, but because it's like, <laughs> Woody Harrelson looks kind of goofy. <laughs> But, no disrespect, it's just a little weird seeing him with hair, since we're all so used to seeing him with no hair. And his natural color is not red. Exactly. I don't think. Mm, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's like a brown or black or something. Probably brown hair. Gone. His yeah. color's gone now. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I'm not a screenwriter or a script writer. But I have done writing assignments mm-hmm. for colleges and understand what it means to make an outline. Yes. And I go back to, I don't know why, because going back and looking at some of these people's like past works, there's some good work there. Mm-hmm. Zombieland's not a perfect movie, but it's no. fun. It had some it, yeah. interesting ideas. It was fun. Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Jumanji, not perfect movies. I liked them. Yeah, they were good. The, the writing was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. The plot was pretty solid. And again, you get these weird... It's a weird premise. I get yeah. it. But I feel like this movie just suffered from not having an outline and a vision and a focus in the long run because, you know, we talked about uh, Craven the Hunter and Morbius coming out. Mm-hmm. If this is a shared universe, no one sat down and mapped this out. No. And I know, like, you can say, like, well, they're not trying to do the Marvel template. And I get it. It's almost a really tired argument at this point because I would bet, and I... Maybe I've heard this. Maybe I'm making it up. I don't remember. Like, Iron Man was just a kickoff. I don't think when they even made Iron Man, that's like, well, this is what our long-term goal is. I think that was an impossible... I, I think mean, it was an experiment. They they had somewhat of a goal, but I don't think they had, like, a, the whole 10-year goal no, that, you no. know... And I think once they realized it was... I mean, that's one of the few times we got a Hulk standalone movie. Mm-hmm. You know, we got another Iron Man. We get Thor. So we're introducing all of the key players mm-hmm. to this to do it. Yep. And so if that was their long-term goal of, okay, we can not we can use Spider-Man kind of, sort of, because Marvel. Mm-hmm. So we got the bad guys. Okay, great. What are we doing with it? If we're going to do like a Sinister Six movie, we're going to introduce these characters separately. And then our Sinister Six is, they just go after Spider-Man. Okay, fine. But we're not establishing anything in this Venom movie no. to make me think he would be part of Sinister Six. Right. Or that he would even be a bad guy. I leave this movie thinking, okay, his next baddie is Carnage because yep. Venom's in it to save people. He's a good guy. Yep. I mean, okay. Yeah, he's, he kills he's, SWAT he's, people. He's, he's the even, anti-hero, essentially. Uh, you say they, that, but I mean, classified like, it with as, the SWAT you know, team, he, mm-hmm. self-defense. Yeah. With that shopkeeper, mm-hmm. mugger. Yep. That was murder. So, okay, we can scooch him over to the anti-hero column maybe yeah. a little bit. But I think at the end of the day, like, Venom's a good guy who's going to do what's right. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if I agree with that necessarily leaving yeah. this movie i don't i just don't know because this movie didn't give me anything to hold on to in terms of well what's this character gonna be from now on right okay exactly. he's gonna fight carnage great but you know what 
Carnage is a terrible person. Yeah. And you got him in a PG-13 universe. Right. Well, and well, that's the other thing, too, is, like, I'm pretty sure Cletus Cassidy is, like, a, I think he's a serial killer or something. He's like something he's, like that, yeah. yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he's in jail. And you know what would have been great? <laughs> if Cletus Cassidy was in the shadows of this movie, actually out and about murdering people or seeing these things. Yeah, instead of us, you know, following that little girl around, we could have been following, you know, Cleus Casty and his little murder sprees that's going on that gets thrown in jail. I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's so many different ways you could go about this movie, and it just seems like they just picked, like, the poorest one. And, I, I, yeah, I just... I, I feel like it was the easiest to film. Yeah. It's and, super easy just to film Eddie yeah. for 45 minutes without a symbiote. Yep. Than to not. And, yeah. you know, say what you want about the Deadpool movies... He wears the costume. Yep. And that was one of my bigger complaints with like that first Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is every chance yeah, that taken. son of a bitch gets, that mask is off. Yep. And it's like, no. Mm-mm. That is on. Yeah, I get it. He's an actor. His face, I guess, needs to be shown. Whose creative decision is that? You're signing up to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Put the mask on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. it almost likes they play it off as in like, you know, he, I mean, you're in New York City. There's people everywhere. And you're just going to go ahead and, and risk your identity like that? I don't hear Mark Ruffalo complaining, like, well, they turned me green and huge for the Hulk. Yeah, you signed up to play Hulk. Yeah, right. <laughs> what more do you want? Yep. Well, I mean, yeah, you can still tell it's him. Fine, yeah. I get you know, it. Yeah. But you signed up to be Spider-Man. Like, yeah. Just, I mean, man, people top, know. People top, know that it's, yeah. it's you. You know, like, it's not like we need to see your face to confirm you know, I mean, even if, you, if there's stunt doubles doing it, it's like, we don't care. We, we know that's the person. We know what's going on. You know, keep them in their respective costumes. Yeah. And, and that's, that, that's, that's why I like Deadpool. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of different reasons, but I liked it because, like, once he gets in that thing, like, mm-hmm. he's, he's wearing the costume. That's yeah. his thing. Yep. And that's what we came to see is Deadpool and his costume, not Ryan Reynolds' mildly burnt-up face. He's still a good-looking <laughs> dude, right. even with that. Mm. And I, I guess with this one, I don't need, like, a full Venom all the time because I get like he can mm-hmm. peel off and show Eddie that should have been, I guess what I'm saying is this movie should have been like the first 30 to 40, maybe even not that long. You probably could have crunched it down to 20. Give me that space horror. Yep. Give me some background of these things. Like I said, maybe give me that venom's a bounty hunter. If we're already changing it up, fine. Being a bounty hunter kind of already means he's maybe got some loose morals to what he's going to do. I don't know. And then give me some, give me the hunt for the other ones. Yeah, make Riot be the big bad at the end, and make Cletus Cassie, the guy in the shadows who's murdering people, sees one of these things. But I don't. So another question I don't understand: Do symbiotes birth other symbiotes by themselves? Because the end of this movie, Riot and Venom kind of burn up in an explosion. Mm-hmm. But Venom doesn't fully die. So does he regenerate to his full goop mass? And then how does Carnage do the Riot and Venom symbiotes find each other and come together to create a Carnage? Yeah, that's a very good question because I don't think they're really... um, Well, see, and that's the thing, though, is do we even know if the carnage symbiote is with Cletus Cassie at this point. Cause really all we know is we know that Cletus Cassie just exists. So carnage might not even be here. 
I mean, for all that we know, I mean, we, we're not going to find out obviously till the second movie, but that is a very good question. And I don't, I feel like that they don't birth new symbiotes, but I mean, I could be wrong, but that also kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it's like, if you can birth new symbiotes, then why wouldn't you just be birthing them all the time? It's like if, if Riot or, you know, Venom, for example, oh, I need, I need more help. Well, psh- I'll just birth out five more symbiotes. All right, let's go. You know, so I feel like I feel like that wouldn't be the case. I feel like that, you know, if they were saying that there's a planet, you know, filled with us, then, I mean, well, that does raise another question: is how and where do they come from, and how are they how are they produced? How are they made? Are they produced asexually? Are they really like you know just going off of each other? You know, like they just goop comes off and then that just forms into another i mean yeah i don't know there, there's a lot of explanation that needs to happen and <clears throat> yeah because just like like we said is is carnage even here is he you know is that symbiote here right now or is that another story to tell in the next movie i get tired of the teases yeah let's introduce it now mm-hmm. and just that way i mean they they do and they don't in this one, so I guess I know what to look forward to in number two. Mm-hmm. That I guess he's the big bad. I don't know, but again, I feel like this should have been. A, I, I don't think you're getting too full of shoving in more plot from different people into this. If your main thrust of this movie is, I'm going with Venom's a bounty hunter. I just kind of thought of it. I kind of like it. Yeah, he's down trying to get these other five four or five, whatever they are. Let's right. make Cletus Cassie a background murderer, mm-hmm. see something, and then let's let's end this movie with ship, capsule, however these things travel through space. Teleporter, I don't care at this point. Right. Show me that red symbiote and give me that face. Yep. Don't give me a goofy-ass, red-wig-wearing Woody Harrelson. I'll say that five times fast. <laughs> I, you know, like I get the premise. We need yeah. that, mm-hmm. but I want, I want the outline of the carnage face, right? And I don't need to come in at the screen. I don't. No. I just need a subtle something. something to get me excited that this is going to continue. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it would be nice to yeah have something like that, but. That that's all we got is the Cletus Cassidy, and I mean, I guess, I guess that we'll just have to take it. And well, and you know, just like you're saying now is is so that next film is is it gonna be Venom versus Carnage? Like, is it gonna be Maximum Carnage? You know, like I, I mean, how are they gonna do that? Because at first, I mean, they were they they like they teamed up. Did they not team up? I don't know if. I, I swore they kind of were teamed up at first, and then they kind of started splitting, and that's when, I don't know, because from what I feel like I can recall from <clears throat> the, the animated series anyways is, um, you know, Venom and, and Carnage obviously kind of have their own personality and can almost kind of control and almost persuade their host into, you know, what they want to think or what they should do, and so I... I you could be right that maybe they never did team up, but I, I swore that they had a, an alliance at one point, and then I think Spider-Man broke that alliance because 
you know, he made Eddie Brock realize how bad Carnage was. And But, yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that animated series. Yeah. I. But... And I guess at the end of the day, too, I want... You gotta have Eddie and Venom be sympathetic to one another and have a common goal mm-hmm. to be what they are. And I think having like a Cletus Cassie in the background murdering people establishes him as yeah the villain you want to have down the line. Right. And then you got to have a symbiote match that personality and want the same thing. And going back and thinking about yes the stuff that Venom can't do. I do remember Carnage, you know, he axe hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he he's got sharp things that he's he's deadly, dangerous. Mm-hmm. And come to think that I don't remember Venom ever being able to do that. He had more of a Spider-Man power set, you know, right. web swinging, all but, that stuff. And so, again, you're without a Spider-Man. So you've got a Venom who is bulletproof, great, but he does get stabbed in this. And he puts up a shield. Yep. Great. Well, and the thing is, is why wouldn't Venom be able to do that? Why wouldn't he be able to make axe hands or any sort of weapon? Because he's technically kind of the same symbiote as the rest of them, you know? Yeah, but I th- and I think it goes back to you've got to establish that there's other kind of personality things mm-hmm. out there. And you have those other symbiotes that can do different things. I think one of them like can scream really loud. And I don't know what the other one's done. I should have done my research on it because I'm sure they did cool things. But, I mean, you got different power sets. It's just like people. You have right. people who can do tons of different mm-hmm. things that other people can't. Yep. I think you just got to establish that, like, these things are individual symbiotes who can do their own thing and have their own consciousness personality. Right. Let's establish that. As of right now, I've got dead symbiotes and then Riot who wants to get off planet to go get more to bring back. Right. And this guy's on board with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I just don't get it. Yeah, it, it doesn't make a whole I lot of sense. I don't understand. There are so many things that I just... <clears throat> you know, you talk about Lady Venom. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That was that was for somebody. Mm-hmm. For who, I don't know. Yeah. And A, you're marching Eddie Brock out into the woods to shoot him when you were already in the building. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh. Okay. Again, just for Lady Venom to show up. Yep. And, again bite someone's head off where'd the head go Mm -hmm. is he dissolving this yeah is he absorbing and she has nothing to do with it same with eddie is he biting and then just absorbing that right head eddie brock ain't shitting out a human head that can't go through human Mm -hmm. digestion no i need that established somehow seriously you can't have people getting bitten and have him talking about taking spleens and body parts to eat Eddie's not eating that man no He's Eddie's not. eating tater toss and chocolate at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. End of this movie anyway. And meanwhile, Venom's just out popping heads off. And I don't need an R-rated Venom where he's biting heads off and blood squirting to the moon no. and back. Mm-mm. And I don't necessarily need the language, but it goes back to like my problem with Wolverine. Mm-hmm. You tell me a guy with claws who's hacking and chopping people up. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Like X2, there were some scenes mm-hmm. that I'm like, no, that guy's in half right now. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, seriously. I, I, I think they could have been, they could have more balls of this movie. Mm-hmm. They should have been bolder in their choices. Yeah. And that whole argument is like, well, you know, 
Deadpool's are and it did well. Yeah, it did. But you know what? It also, again, stuck fairly close to a source material mm-hmm. and, and paid it off. And you kind of have to do that to make these more appealing. And if you're going to argue like, well, it gets more butts in the seats with a PG-13, I would disagree with you because you know what? Deadpool's made its money back. Yep. You know, Blade got three movies. I don't know how I mean, they did box office. But I mean, even look at Joker. I mean, that had the lowest budget, and it I can't remember what the numbers were, but I think it like doubled or tripled its profit, mm-hmm. you know? And that was the first R-rated Joker film. I mean, granted, we've never had a standalone Joker film, but still. And, and for that to have the story it did, and it being tied so loosely to, you know, like Batman and Gotham and whatnot, it did very well. And so... I, I feel like we're in the day and age now to where ratings with movies shouldn't really like matter. Like I'm I'm saying like if if a superhero movie is rated R, like people shouldn't be batting eyes and be like, Oh, why is this rated R? Like, you know, I can't take little Timmy to go see it now. And you know, it's like, yeah, well, we get it, but also, you know, the the, the people that grew up with this stuff are at an age now to where we want we want to see some of that, you know? Like like seeing Deadpool with you know, when he was you know, you cut some heads off, you cut some limbs, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's cool to see because that's how it should be. It's kind of more realistic that way. And, you know, <clears throat> I mean, how often were we seeing movies when, I mean, well, I guess it's way different now, but I mean, we saw Spider-Man when it first came out. Yeah, that was PG-13, but I don't know. I feel like they should kind of be pushing the R on some films that need it. Well, and I think the argument too is like you make Venom R, how do you get a Spider-Man into that? And there's a way to do it. You mm-hmm. don't have to have an R-rated Spider-Man no. to fit Venom in or vice versa, whatever. You, right. I mean, the only thing that makes movies R is you can drop, what, the F word? More than once, your R. Mm-hmm. But then you can cuss whatever you want. Yep. And then... It's the nudity and the mm-hmm. violence. Right. I don't need nudity in my venom. Nope. At all. Nope. I don't need. I don't need the language. Nope. I initially don't need the blood and guts. No, it's just but violence. I need something. It, you it, know, it's, it's violence. If mm-hmm. I mean, and <laughs> yeah, I just I, maybe they are right making it PG thirteen. They could have. They could have hyped it up and made it edgier, scarier, a little more tense. Right. Having a different plot and having different symbiotes. Yep. There are movies that are in that rating category that do do that well. Mm-hmm. And I think for the tone of this movie, the director's fine. But again, you're talking about a director who did Zombieland. Rated yep. R. Mm-hmm. Because they're shooting zombies. Yep. That has to... I, I gotta see the brains pop on that. Yep. Well, and, and that's the thing too is there wasn't... I mean, there was some language in it, but it wasn't like, you know, I, I'm trying to think of a movie where just language central, you know, but I mean. Some Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah, you know, sure. Like that that that, that would work. And, you know, so yeah. But, and, and I feel like that that, <clears throat> I don't know, like the, the, some movies get kind of lazy with that. You know, it's like, it's like, I don't need to have this film be rated R because they needed to have, you know, nudity or they needed to, you know, drop this amount of language. It's like, you can make a perfectly good movie that's rated R with just some violence and not have, you know, the script being just filled with trash. 
And yeah, I don't know. I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see if maybe they they up the ante a little with the next film. You know, I go back to Wolverine as my template for this. Is his standalones were PG thirteen until the last one. Yeah, the and last. E- one. And even then, it was for the violence. It wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. the language. Yeah, you let Wolverine off the hook. He is one of those characters who, yeah, he's probably yeah, profane he, most of the time oh, yeah. or can be in the situation. Mm-hmm. But again, you've got a guy with claws. Mm-hmm. I was happy to see him cut limbs off. Yeah. That is his power. Yeah, he can yeah. heal. He's indestructible. But he's got claws. Mm-hmm. And it works in a cartoon TV show. Love the X-Men animated series. Yep. But you look at him like, yeah, this guy's got claws. Like, he's not knocking people out. With those claws are out. He's he's doing damage. <laughs> yeah. And Exactly. That's I know I'm saying X Men need to be rated R. No. But again, you've got people who shoot laser beams out of mm-hmm. eyes, freezing people, Wolverine with yeah. claws, super strength, super speed, like there's casualties. Mm-hmm. And you know, not to like plug other shows, but you know, Amazon's got an original based off of a graphic novel that is about superheroes, and that's kind of what they're about. Yeah, well, what's that called? I, the Boys. Yeah, The Boys. I've read some of the comic. I liked it. I sure it was pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard it was really like, good. What happens when these people who have superpowers are just bug nuts? Yeah. And I'm not, again, X-Men, X-Men I like <laughs> the world they're in, of like their peacekeepers, fine. Mm-hmm. But we're also like, it, it gets too, to be too much of a fantasy. Yeah. If only... If only we could have seen Wolverine in his classic yellow and blue outfit. He, big old Hugh Jackman in that. That would have been so cool to see. <laughs> Hugh Jackman in all in yellow spandex. Yep. <laughs> all right, enough about Wolverine. Let's get yeah. back to this Venom. Venom. Venom, Venom, Venom. Venom. Uh, good old Eminem. I, I just don't. If they get this same team back together, I really hope they sit down and try to flesh this out and have a roadmap. Again, if we got the Morbius and mm-hmm. a Craven the Hunter coming down the line, and given the Morbius trailer, there's Vulture from uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. And that movie introduced us to a Shocker. Mm-hmm. So there's two of a Sinister Six. And then if you count the other ones, we're I guess we're only at four. I'm not counting Venom as a Sinister Six no. member. Mm-mm. We've only got four. So if these well, other movies aren't introducing at least another one, I don't know how you fast-track uh, yeah. this. Because that was the big complaint with uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. That left you dangling and wanting more. Yeah. Because it shows this, like the potential there. Mm-hmm. And that movie had some underlying themes that I wish that it could could have gone into. Mm-hmm. They just you know, they could they, A they lot of people... That. And I... I I guess I never really realized this, but a lot of people didn't really care for those movies, which I found pretty surprising because I myself, I I personally liked them. I thought they were pretty good. They gave you kind of a different story. You know, you, you, they kind of left, um, they, they, they incorporated, you know, Peter's parents more instead of just kind of relying on Uncle Ben and Aunt May. You know, there's like a, a mystery there. And what his, you know, dad was working on. And, you know, they, they kind of tied that all in with the second film, you know. And it would have been nice to see where that third one would have went, you know. It would have been pretty cool to 
to see if they would have pulled off a Sinister Six or if, you know, maybe a partial and then the fourth one would have been a full-on, you know, I mean, sucks because we could just be sitting here saying, you know, what ifs this whole time, but, you know, and, <clears throat> and that's the other thing too is I've been seeing a lot of uh, um, discussion as to where this next Venom film is going to go and, you know, there's also been a lot of talk of, of Tom Holland making a cameo for some reason. I've also read, and like I said, this is all just a supposed, you know, leaked information. The internet's true, though. Yeah, um, which I also think this would be really cool. And I even mentioned this one time a few months ago, is that apparently Sony is contemplating a multiverse you know obviously which that's already a thing because of the spider-man multiverse film but it kind of went on to say that they would bring back toby mcguire and andrew garfield to somehow make a uh you know multiverse of spider-man like i said probably not true but would be pretty interesting to see how that would play out Obviously, you probably wouldn't have them for, you know, multiple films, but it might just be a little fun thing to, oh, hey, there's, <laughs> you know, the old Spider-Man. <laughs> they almost tried to pull, like, an Avengers with that of, like, bring a yeah, seriously. big group together. And I, I guess at this point, Sony's got Venom and some of those other Marvel properties, and I just, I've got no faith in Sony being able to handle any of this no. correctly. When they had that whole... Thing with Marvel and the Spider-Man debate and the problems, like who's gonna have Spider-Man? Blah 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 blah. Right. It's like that just seems selfish and money hungry to me. You're mm-hmm. doing no, you're doing nothing for the fans except no. making them angry. Yep. And I know your box office says your movies have been profitable, quote unquote, mm-hmm. by whatever means you're doing that. But there's also fan service too, which goes a long way. And yeah, I'm sure Venom Two will. Because people want to go see Carnage. Yep. Yeah, people probably walk out of that disappointed, but it'll make its money back its opening weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Morbius is going to do that either. I'm almost done with Jared Leto. I know you've never liked him. I have liked him in stuff. God forbid Joker. Yeah. But again, he was working with what he got. Yeah. And... And I think people need to be, I mean, even myself, need to be a little bit lighter on actors, you know, because I mean, yeah, Jared Leto, you know, it's, it's an interesting choice for sure, especially for that character. I mean, no one saw this Morbius coming. I mean, this was, I mean, can we not get other actors in Hollywood to do these kind of movies? I mean, kidding. I again, you're gonna tell me he's gonna go from a DC Joker to mm-hmm. a Marvel Morbius movie. Yeah, and I know like Chris Evans, perfect example of being in like multiple right. well, Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. and then jumping to Captain America. But right. you know what? He pulls it off. Yeah, he does. He, he exemplifies that character, mm-hmm. and it's great. I just again, who do you get to play a Mobius, Morbius, Morbius, mm-hmm. Morbius, or or an Eddie Brock? Yeah. Or, or for that matter, who would you cast as Craven the Hunter? Yeah, that's who do you get for that? Seeing those are very good questions because yeah, like who who do you get? But like you said, I mean, there's there's tons of actors out there. I mean, it's not like you're limited to five. I mean, 
I mean, that, that's the thing is these people at Hollywood, they, they have all these resources. I mean, it's not like they can't just sit down and be like, all right, well, this is this is our list of, you know, five actors. I mean, there's people that have been in, you know, number, number, numerous films, you know, that have been great actors and, you know, could probably pull it off. But, yeah, I mean, I off the top of my head, I, I don't know. I would have to probably sit down and go through, you know, like big famous actors and be like, oh, maybe this guy might be good. Or, you know, like... uh I know you talked about this once time, <clears throat> um, you know, for that cable, you know, I was a little, Oh, Josh Brolin, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I, I personally would have liked the, uh, the head, I don't know, like general or whoever he was in, you know, the avatar films, the guy that was, you know, trying to, I guess, weren't they kind of trying to like demolish the, the land essentially, weren't they trying to like terraform it of some sort, you know, that guy, he even came out and said, yeah, I'll, I'll take on that role. You know, but I mean, Josh Brolin worked out just fine. So I think, like I said, including myself, need to be a little bit lighter on the actors because they are, you know, kind of a, a small piece to the film. You know, they, they can only act so much, but, you know, they, they also have to go off of what the director tells them what to do and how the script is. And, you know, so I don't know. I would like to keep an open mind and like to hopefully... Uh, Morbius film be really good, but I so we'll see. I there's only been two times where there's been pushback on actors being cast for roles. And so I was in my late teens when X Men was coming out, and so my experience with X Men was the animated series, and mm-hmm. I knew like Wolverine was one of those like he's short that he's the butt of all jokes. He's five five. I actually don't know his height, yeah, but he's he's, 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 he's short and stout. Like he's mm-hmm. he's built. And he cast Hugh Jackman, and I remember then like <laughs> the internet. I was never really on the internet, but I could. I would still hear the rumblings like you can't cast someone who's that big to play this role, right? Blah blah blah. And he does a good job. Mm-hmm. He makes it work. I'm gonna say, and, probably... then, and then same with uh, the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. You're gonna cast Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger as Joker, what? right? And again, your template is Jack Nicholson from the '80s. Yep. That that was the only time a Joker made it to the big screen, and I don't count like the small screen Adam West right. stuff. But after that one, I sat back and I said, "I'm going to let the director make his decision and support it until I see it." Yep. And I was, and Heath Ledger makes it work. Yeah, he goes in there and does exactly what needs to be done for that. And I guess going back to like Sony doing this, I I just don't I'd have no confidence in their casting. No. And I think Marvel's done a, a very good job mm-hmm. for the most part. I there's I can't think of a misstep that comes to mind of any of their main characters. Like, well, it shouldn't have been that. That guy doesn't make it work. But it is like he, Paul Rudd makes it work. Yeah. He he does the, what they need him to do, yeah. and it's fine. And I think. Tom Hardy does what needs to be done on this. Mm-hmm. And I think Woody Harrelson can pull off a carnage. Yeah. I just, I guess when it comes down to it, they're doing what's can be done with the writing and the direction they're given. Mm-hmm. If the director is not directing them and doesn't have a vision himself for the end result, what's the actor going to do except just read the page and hit his mark. Exactly. And if the writers have no feedback to make this better, and I don't need a rewrite as they go. Mm-hmm. But there needs to be at least a map of some sorts of where they're going with it, and to just crap out a Venom movie for the for the sake of doing mm-hmm. it, like it, Sony, that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, 
a few of my friends even they're like, oh yeah, the movie's so good, it's so good. I'm just like, yeah, like, I mean, it was good, but I mean, was it really that good? You know, like, is it a, is it like one of those movies you're like, yeah, that's a five star film. I would watch this every single day, or you know, I'd watch this once a month, or you know, and I, I wouldn't say it's that great of a film to where you know you go back and watch it, you know, and. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it was good. Like I said, I mean, we, we don't have much to go off of. But, I mean, just like you said, I, I think Tom Hardy kind of made it work. And at, at least it wasn't terrible, I guess, is the only thing I have to say. At least it wasn't a complete <laughs> bomb and, you know, was just just something that you, you would never want to see again, you know? I mean, at, at least it's it's to the point where, yeah, you know, I would watch it again. You know, maybe not over and over, but, you know, watch it here, there. <clears throat> but, yeah, I've, I really feel like the story could have been driven a lot harder and made a little bit more sense if they would have just gone, like, a different route um, or even just explain certain things, of you know. <clears throat> and I... I don't know if any movie truly suffers if it's got multiple writers... I think you get problems when it's people coming in to do rewrites Mm -hmm. or you get directors dropping out halfway through and then someone else is filling in and then it's a different vision. And when it comes down to producers, I don't know how much input they had, but I am of the mindset like there can be too big of a team. Mm, Yeah. If there isn't some kind of central focus and everybody's agreed on the idea, I think that's where you run into issues. And I don't know what, what happened with this like i said like i think there's some good credentials there for the writers directors producers this movie should not have been so dog shit as it was right yeah because there's there's some big accolades there with these with these people and they i mean yeah you you wrangled tom hardy yeah from a guy who did bane Mm -hmm. pretty well very well hey hey you want to come do venom Mm. sure i'm i'm on board for tom hardy right yeah, Tom Hardy's one and of my one of my faves. The more we talk about it, keep him. I don't think I'd recast him. No, probably not. I don't know if I'd recast Cassidy for the brief time we've got him. I right. Well, and I, I mean, I wouldn't either. But I mean, you know, you know who my number one pick would have been. So for the, for Cletus, who it would have been. Um, I don't know the actor's name, but it's the uh, the kid that played Joker in Gotham. Oh, that. Oh, I know mm. you're talking. I don't know you're talking about. I don't know mm-hmm. his name either. We're terrible at our jobs. Yes, I mean uh, it's it's a work in progress. We, we'll watch, get better. Did you watch Gotham? Uh, yes, I have actually the whole series. Um, close to. Okay, that's maybe another topic. Yes. Um, but the way the way he portrayed Joker in that was phenomenal, hmm. and I I would almost put him up there with close to Heath Ledger because he he was just nuts. Just insane, and he did such a good job to portray like just the insanity behind that character, and that's that's what Cleus Cast is. He's just a mindless, insane character that just doesn't really care about anything or anyone, you know. And and he just did such a good job of that. I mean, that that would be my number one pick. But I digress. I guess we'll see what happens with Woody Harrelson. Well, there again, if we're just using his voice and he's got the mask on the whole time, I guess I don't care. Exactly. But because you know it, that's probably not going to be the case. Well, it's just going to be a CGI actor. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, a computer acting mm-hmm. as Carnage. Yeah. And I think also there is a problem with the public and how previous movies kind of ruin or give them a different idea. So, like, a good example was, like, the 80s Batman, Joker kills Bruce Wayne's parents. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Dark Knight was coming out, somebody was like, well, how can Joker be roughly the same age as Batman? Doesn't he kill his parents? And I'm like, but you're going off a different a different right, movie. Right. You can't you can't compare the two because that's what they chose to do in the 80s. Mm-hmm. This is what they're doing now. Yeah. And was that even <clears throat> I don't think that's canon. Yeah, I was going to say I, don't, I think that was just a story they went off of to introduce the character. Yeah, I don't think that was an actual and, which is still fine. I yeah, mean, the movie is still great. It works. You know? I and so I think there's also like we go into this like well, we watch the cartoon. Mm-hmm. It should be this. It's right. Like, but there's a hundred different things you can do with this character yeah. because yeah. even if you take source material, that's someone else's mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. The cartoon now is someone else's idea that mm-hmm. would, that made sense for the plot at the time. Right. But as for movie rewrite, this should have been mm-hmm. seriously looked at right. and had a roadmap to an ending with either the introduction of a sinister six, what his mm-hmm. role is in it. If he's our intro to a whole quote unquote villain universe of Spider-Man characters. Right. I don't walk away from this as him being a villain. Right. Necessarily. Me neither. Morally ambiguous. Amb- ambiguous. Ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that word. Mm. Uh, it's just, I don't hate it and I don't like it. Right. And I am sitting in the camp of, I like it because I have to because yep. I want a Venom movie. Mm-hmm. And I can't cling to Spider-Man 3 because for as long as that movie is, he's barely in it. Yep. And even then, like, that's all contrived plot. Yeah. Because we have to worry about Sandman. Then we have to worry about little Goblin Jr. Oh, Goblin. <laughs> oh, little Goblin Jr. going to cry. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I mean, you know, I actually recently I watched um, the uh, first three Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and for as much as how I remember talking of how I didn't really care for him, you know, after the uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man came out, they're, they're actually still pretty good. Like, it, there's still a good story to them. You know, I in hindsight, I feel like Tobey Maguire probably looks a little too old, you know, to be portrayed as like a, a high school kid. But either way... They weren't bad, but yeah, the third one, I think even Sam Raimi himself said he's not happy with the third one. Well, I I give it the the slack that it was at a time when superhero movies were still pretty new, mm -hmm. and I think people are trying to figure out what works, what doesn't, Right. and Spider-Man was one of those safe bets of most people know what he is, so we can tinker and be profitable right and it works i i've got problems with all of them right after i've but they're for like i said in the time capsule they're in they're yeah they're what they are and they're fine yeah yeah because i mean especially for the time that they came out i mean yeah like they were i mean i man i remember seeing the first one it was it was blown away literally yeah i mean i was because it's like holy cow i mean yeah, Green Goblin didn't look like the cartoons for me because that's you know really all I knew at the time because I was still you know pretty young. But I mean, yeah, it was incredible to see 
a, a, a Spider-Man film, you know, a, a live action. And I, I don't know. T- I got tingles watching it. Yeah, right? <laughs> and and now it just seems like the movie industry is just taking a diet. I mean, I mean, look at what Disney's doing. They're doing a live action on every... I read that they're doing a live action Lilo and Stitch. You know? Like, why? And... I guess we'll just have to hope that the movie industry doesn't just completely dive down and, you know, but I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see what happens. So this movie, I didn't get its final box office, but it was millions upon millions mm-hmm. of dollars. And I necessarily don't trust critics or internet ratings, but one of the ratings, Rotten Tomatoes, had it at a 29%. Really? And I kind of feel that's fair. That's yeah. a fair reflection of. I read that as you had a lot of potential, <laughs> yeah. and you squandered it. Mm-hmm. You fumbled it at the five yard line. Yep. Ooh, sports reference. <laughs> and that's what you get at twenty nine. Yeah. And yeah, you can ignore the critics and say, "But we made our money back. Mm-hmm. We're going. We're going to move forward." But you're just not. It's just frustrating. It is. Because I feel like two, two punks in a garage can sit down and be like, "Yeah, there's a hundred different ways you could do this." Mm-hmm. How did you settle on this? Right. Like, what was the inconsensus of like, yeah. "Yeah, we're gonna have this life foundation." He's our big bad. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, we applaud your decisions to make it." Right. A long movie of six months and the movie time for the bad guy to actually show up. Yeah. What? Why? Yeah. Let's jump into this. Exactly. Let's get going. I don't need and that. I hate bringing up other movies. Spider-Man: Homecoming. I didn't need to see Uncle Ben die for the third time. No. I get it. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. He's Spider-Man. He's been Spider-Man. Great. Yep. I guess he was introduced in Civil War, mm-hmm. but still. Yeah. When his solo movie came out, I didn't get the backstory. I didn't need it. Yeah, because everyone knows. Like he, you should know by now. <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a teenager. They've talked about the loss. Mm-hmm. It affects him and his aunt. Yep. Boom. We're into That's this. That's it. Let's just yep. keep going. We don't need the the sad sack stuff. And let's just let's get into this. There's mm-hmm. a lot of meat to this. Let's go. I don't need a mopey. No. I don't need to see him Tom Hardy throw up into a toilet. Some right. Possibly rancid chicken. Yep. That should have been R, just for that alone. <laughs> Didn't yeah, need to see it. We don't want to see that. Vomit, get it out of here. Uh, not not my thing. But I think in the long run, this movie should have had more potential, and hopefully it does going forward. Hopefully they're righting some of the wrongs. The Morbius trailer didn't get me excited. No. I am curious. Yes, I, I'd say the same. Whether it gets my money for a... Movie theater ticket price? I don't know yet. I'm kind of I'm I'm the guy that I've been burned with DC, and I'm not paying any more of my money for ticket prices after Suicide Squad. Seriously, I walked out of that theater going never again. But I will give them props to their TV shows. I've kind of liked what I've watched. Again, yeah. though, they're rated MA, mm-hmm. so DC can do some right stuff. But I Wonder Woman was okay. I was gonna oh, say okay. I feel like DC strong suits their their animation, uh, their animated or their live action TV shows. Yeah, those are those There's, are those are good. Where you've got no holds barred, you can exactly. do whatever you want. You're not beholden to anybody. But really. yeah, you come to a, a big blockbuster movie, and it's like, oh well. 
I'll, I'll plug season one of Doom Patrol. I watched that, liked it. It's weird as hell, yeah. And a lot of things. I mean, but it works. They yep. went for it, and I give them credit. Like, you got a robot man who's just doing his thing, not blinking an eye at it. I'm watching it, right? And I don't understand the hesitance in these blockbusters of like, oh, we gotta gotta bring that back a little bit right we're gonna have our anti-hero but you know what blade was an anti-hero his mm-hmm. movies were all R. yeah well and yeah <laughs> it's just it's interesting to see where things are gonna go because yeah it, it seems like with this announcement of morbius it just it can go anywhere because i've seen i've read that it could be tied to venom it could be tied to blade it could be tied to spider-man i mean it's just all over the place and so that's that that's at this point that's really all i want to know is what what is morbius doing what are, what is their plan with that and then what is their plan with venom 2 and then thereafter you know and i i think that morbius movie suffers like i don't have a clear idea who who a bad guy is except himself exactly he transforming himself and then he's fighting yeah people who are going after him which well it's a, almost a Venom rewrite. Yes, but actually, it's actually really funny you say that. It almost is because the, uh, I forget what the character's name is, um, but he is shown in the in the uh, the trailer, and he's like, I think, a, some, some sort of doctor of some sorts, and I guess he's apparently supposed to be eventually a bad guy or is a bad guy in the, uh, you know, the Marvel Universe somewhere. So, yeah, I, I don't know either. It, it's kind of interesting how they're playing that because, yeah, who's the bad guy? What's going on? Is, is he fighting with himself? Like, I, I, I don't know. And I've got no problem with movies introducing possible villains because I did that in Spider Amazing Spider-Man 2 with uh, the guy that builds the robot spiders. Uh, oh, Smythe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smythe was a character. I'm like, cool, we've planted the seed. We've moved yes. on. Mm-hmm. So we can refer back to it if we want. Yes. You can't recast him now. No. Batman. Batman franchise did that. You don't you don't make Lando Calrissian no. and Harvey Dent and then two movies later like, oh now it's Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, right. Ooh, what? <laughs> so if you do that, you're playing that dangerous game of like the payoff has to be he's coming back. Yes. Because now I'm confused mm-hmm. and a little angry that you did this. Because you didn't take the time to hire somebody you actually wanted to play. Right. You wanted somebody you could hire for 30 seconds. Yeah, to Cheaply. Oh, hey. Then multi-million dollars down the road to play the character. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of that. No. Suck it up. Do it right the first time. Yep. If you bring him back, great. If not, fine. It didn't work out for you in the long run. But whatever. So this is movie rewrite. Talking about Venom. 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Could have been better. Should have been better. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it gets better. Yes. But until next time, I'm Cole. I'm John. We will see you later. I guess you will hear us later. (laughs) Yes.